Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast number 33, our last interview of the year 2020. Uh, in this last episode of the year, um, I had the pleasure to talk with my friends from Vicway, which is a CGI company based in Sofia, and they make Archivius. And um, yeah, with my two friends, Vlado and Kiro. And it was super cool. So it was super cool to conclude the year with their company, have a chat with them, um, and to tell the story of uh, Bulgarian side hustle who turned in a successful company. And they're now self-sustaining themselves with the company. Um, they survived a big crisis of this year. And it was super inspiring for me and very nice to, to interview them, to get to know the whole story. Uh, because, you know, when you're with friends, we never have a structure to talk about your background and your stories. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed the interviews of this year. I hope they were of a good company. And if you want to hear more and if you want to make the Creative Insider more legit in front of further guests, maybe also some more famous or um, more interesting for you, um, yeah, you can keep supporting the podcast by following our social media channels, which are at TCI Podcast on Instagram or the Creative Insider on LinkedIn and Facebook. And um, yeah, uh, we managed to survive this year and I hope you guys are doing good. I hope you have had a great Christmas and got a lot of nice presents. And yeah, and it, I'm seeing that a lot of people are listening from any corner of the world. So it would be curious to know who you are. So just drop me a message in one of the, one of the channels. And yeah, enjoy the last interview of 2020. guys how are you doing hi hi Jorge. we're so, fine thank you uh you're in the office during the the podcast right yeah you you having some uh alcohol with you or no a little bit a, li a little bit it's a good bulgarian uh, spirit and tradition <laughs> yeah 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 it's uh, really cold outside Ah, is, uh, yeah, I saw pictures from Bulgaria that there was the first snow. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what are you drinking? Because you should get uh, rakia, not, uh, I heard whiskey, uh, better rakia. The rakia has finished, so... <laughs> <laughs> Irish. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna title the podcast uh, 3D Visualization Powered by Rakia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so finally, we managed to do this podcast. Uh, I was, I, when I, I was starting the podcast, uh, I was thinking who I, I know that I can interview and have an interesting story. And uh, you were also on uh, on on my list. 
So finally, you guys uh, took a little courage to to take part on the um, on the podcast. So yeah, thank you. For you can in- invitation. Yeah, you're very welcome. So y- you can introduce a little bit uh, yourself, like what do you do and uh, uh, what is your company and yeah. Well, okay. Let me start first. I'm uh, my name is Kirill. Uh, and alongside with Vlado here, uh, we started the company around uh, two, three years ago. Uh, we actually started it um, a little bit further back, but uh, uh, on, on the paper it's uh, around three years back. So uh, I'll be short here. We, uh, we produce 3D architectural visual- visualizations. Uh, uh, mainly uh, but uh, we are both architects and we have architects in the company also which are working working with us uh, and uh, that's that that has been our main uh, work and hobby during those years uh, of hard work uh, probably eight or nine years already and um um, I know Vlado personally better because we got to meet each other before. Uh, but um, where where did you meet at the university from the beginning or later on? And um, how was it to start a professional partnership together after a few years? Yes, we met, we met at, uh, at the university from the beginning, from day one uh, in the university. Uh, that was our, uh, those were our first steps in architecture together. Uh, then we started in uh, a city called Varna. Then uh, one year later, we went, uh, come together in, uh, in Sofia, where Vladu is from, and continued studying. And then after uh, uh, graduating from university, we were working together ever since. The, where are you from? You're not from Sofia. Where are you from? No, I'm from Burgas. That's uh, at the opposite side of uh, of the Bulgaria. East side. East side. At the Black Sea. <laughs> the Black Sea coast. Nice. And um, how was... Um, so you started in, in Varna. So for the people who don't know, like Varna, Burgas, and Sofia, Sofia is the capital. And the two other cities are very big cities in, in Bulgaria. Uh, so you started in, in Varna. How was the, the university in Varna? How was your first uh, university year? And, and also I want to know um, you both personally in your life, how did you decide to study architecture? Because all the guests have had some, you know, sort of moment or was there a moment in your life where you decided to become architects and how that come? Personally for me, to answer your second question first, uh, I've imagined being architect uh, from uh, a little kid when I was drawing houses. I remember uh, even in preschool, and uh, that's when the architectural idea came into my head. And uh, then during the high school years, it, uh, uh, it, it came out to be as a uh, university following the, the profession. 
Uh, and to answer your first question, how I was uh, in uh, the Varna University, uh, it's a bit it's it's a bit easier, I may I might say. Uh, that's why, and, and it's not so much accredited uh, like the universities at, uh, in the capital. So it was better for us to go in uh, in Sofia to study architecture here. And Vlado, how about you? When did you decide you want to be an architect? Uh, I was really passionate from uh, about the architecture from child. I was playing a lot with Lego, you know. You know Lego, right? <laughs> of course, every everybody who studied architecture has played with uh, with Lego at some point in their life. An old story, but <laughs> uh, so yeah, from a very little child. Uh, but I I know that you also your your grandfather is was an engineer, right? Was that also a little bit an influence for you, or it was separate? A landscape engineer, actually. And, uh, but uh, he really helped me a lot uh, with studying uh, architecture. And um, what 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 are the requi requirements in in Bulgaria to get into the university? I, I I know it roughly, but I I know that it's hard. But I don't know exactly what are the tests you need to pass to get into university. So we have mathematics. Uh, you mainly uh, you, you you mainly have to uh, draw uh, good at the at the level, and uh, you have to pass your mathematics exams. And that's all. Uh, it, it's pretty, it was pretty hard uh, at our time when we uh, wanted to get into the university. Uh, but uh, a couple of years after that, uh, anyone who wanted to join the, this university in particular uh, could have uh, easily. And uh, but drawing like technical drawing or like freehand, just drawing things. Well, uh, no, uh, freehand. Though uh, there, there were three types of uh, uh, of drawings that that we. Uh, we we had to to draw. Uh, one was free drawing with the pencil, uh, color drawing, color schemes, color schemes. Yes, uh, a color drawing. Uh, we don't know how to uh, explain it in English. But and the, the the third one was closer to the technical drawing, but uh, also was free uh, free hand uh, with a model in front of us. I see. And uh, when you needed to move after a year from from Varna to Sofia, uh, did you need to take an, again a test to get into the University of Sofia, or how did that work? It, it just took a little donation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds. <laughs> that, that, that sounds uh, very much like a <laughs> like a story from Bulgaria. No, but um, what? Uh, those were the rules. Uh, it, uh, it doesn't include anything under the table or, or something. Yes, legal. It was legal. Ah, okay. It was like an official rule. It's like it's a t t total legal, legally. Everybody knew be uh, before beforehand that uh, he might uh, be doing this after the first year. So. Yeah, and um, 
but a lot of people i think here in around the world don't know a lot about bulgaria and then sometimes uh they are and underestimate a little bit the you know the education and the the students uh, in general like but uh from my personal experience because i've got to know you and you do great work in general because you know for the people who don't know we we kind of worked together in the past because you were some visualizations for the office i was working at um how was uh, the education in this university what was uh you think was very helpful for you and what did you enjoy at the university or what didn't you like that much you know th there was a saying uh, here in bulgaria that uh, that says uh, that said uh here uh, in bulgaria is easy to to it's harder to get into the university but easier to get out and the other way and it is the other way, other way around uh in the other countries probably west europe or america uh so it's probably right uh It, it was not very hard to finish the university and graduate, but uh, all in all, it depends on the person and uh, what uh, what's his he what's he passionate about and uh, how much he wants to to learn from uh, teachers who are there and want to teach him. And uh, were you were you happy with the teachers you you had at your disposition? So so. So, so some were good, some weren't that, that good. And, and uh, how do you, did you have a program which is a bachelor and then a master, or how did it work? No bachelor here, just master's degree. Oh, it's a master degree, and uh, that's like five years, six years. How long it is? Uh, five and a half, I think, or yeah, six. Five and a half. Five and a half, and. Uh, uh, Um, master's degree, uh, uh, work diploma, or the, how was it in English? The the thesis, the master thesis. Yes, yes. yes. two years. You no. have two year two years officially to make Just the thesis, or uh, <laughs> half a year to do that. Half a year, and what did you, what did you do, guys, for your thesis? What was the project you did? Mm, it depends. Uh, one. Uh, Which, uh, yeah. Which specialization you take? You kind of have like specializations during the studies, right? Like you can go slightly in different directions, as I, as as much as I know. And then again, you have uh, you have a couple of options uh, to choose from, and uh, it was colorful at the uh, at the finishing line. If I can say that, because uh, I've finished my master in Rome, where you can completely free decide what it's your project. And um, in Germany, there are like uh, subjects every semester, so they give you one subject, and you sort of participate in a competition together with all the students in the university. And uh, here in Germany, it's very nice. Most of the times, um, some some of the um, the master thesis 
topics are sponsored by some company. So the students uh, also often win a little money with uh, if they do the best project or they win some little small amount of money if they do like second and third place. So, but what did you design as a, what was your subject? What did you design you, you two guys? Mine was um, a library, multi-story story library uh, in, in Sofia. Nothing special, uh, I might say, uh, but uh, I tried to make it interesting with uh, uh, putting the books at the top of the building. Then uh, uh, there was a great discussion at, um, uh, with, with the teachers uh, if, I sh if I should have put them uh, at the top of the building and not in the lower part because they are heavy. Uh, and that was interesting about my uh, my uh, diploma. And I was uh, student hostel <laughs> in the uh, student city. Oh, okay, like yeah, oh. student residence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there wasn't <laughs> any any specific parts in my project actually uh, and yeah and so when you when you guys finished uh, when you guys finished uh, the university you started working directly in the visualization industry or you went for architecture offices first we start we started working uh, even before we graduated in a visualization company uh, and then uh, a couple of years after that, I went in an architectural forum for four years, but Vlad continued in the visualization, and then I came back and uh, we opened the company, Liquid uh, Hour, our own. So, but um, it's uh, interesting because I, in Bulgaria, it's becoming more and more um, 3D visualization hub, isn't it? Or it's just my perception? Yeah, I think so. There was a few big companies here, uh, but uh, when everybody uh, get the know-how and uh, a lot of people uh, make some companies. Went, uh, went out on their way and made their own firms. Uh, but uh, that's not important at the moment uh, in, in this case, but uh, the important thing is that uh, when we started, uh, we worked in a company called Red Vertex, uh, which, is, uh, which is now um, a, a qu quite a big company. It makes uh, uh, a big part of the... Um, The work, the workforce here in Bulgaria, uh, and I think that that's why uh, your perception of the visualization hub is uh, is ongoing. I, I don't, I don't think there are much uh, high quality visualization uh, firms here in Bulgaria. I, I don't, I don't remember. I've uh, sometimes I go on if you know guys the website uh, Ronan Beckerman. He has this big uh, blog 
and um, there was somebody somebody from Bulgaria did the visualization of uh, Zahaha did for uh, this Chinese uh, you know building with a cool atrium. Uh, yeah. I think that the office is called something like Slash Cube or something something like that, but I'm not sure. Cosmos Cube, they are our friends. Oh, so you know them. Yeah, yeah. so because yeah. I, I saw... That's it. We, we work together, we know each other very well. Uh, from time to time we work together as well, but uh, they are really cool guys and uh, they are one of the professionals uh, that I was I were talking about earlier. Okay, okay. And uh, also because V-Ray is also Bulgarian, is that uh, some, maybe this is also somehow why people are are so much uh, into visual sort of a national pr product. Um, I know uh, actually right now also some, uh, my, some of my colleagues from the university uh, are moving to Bulgaria and Romania <laughs> from Italy to learn to do visualizations. Uh, was it was it hard to get a job in a in such a big office for visualizations in Bulgaria? What what was the requirements to to get a job there? When we get a, uh, when we got a job there, uh, it wasn't uh, the situation wasn't as it is now. Uh, there weren't uh, as many people uh, making those uh, kind of images, and it wasn't so uh, widespread here in Bulgaria and wide world. Uh, and uh, I, I can't say it was it was hard, but uh, if you had a passion for it and you wanted to improve yourself and show what you got, uh, it was easy to get that job. But uh, did you? How did you learn? Did you know already um, a lot on yourself? about visualization or you did you knew the basics and then you learned a lot in the office the, the interesting thing is that we thought we knew uh much and uh from ourselves from uh, the university what we thought in the university but uh when we went there and uh hours and hours of work and uh, many experienced people around you which uh, are who who are telling you every second uh, some new thing uh, about uh, the programs uh, and you realized uh, in the first couple of uh, days that you didn't know almost anything about about the biz but uh, yeah during a, a hard work with with the hard work uh, and a few hours of sleeping uh, during many years we might uh, we might now say uh, that we know a thing or two about uh, making visualizations. Um, I'm curious. I've never, I've never worked in Bulgaria. Um, how was the relationship um, between colleagues and the bosses? And because here, generally, in my personal experiences, the relationship are. Um, and most of the offices is very friendly uh, and like when you're new, a new guy, when I was a new guy here, uh, when I joined my first uh, job, I, I didn't speak that much German and um, I haven't had work in an architectural company before and everybody were very nice and kind and they were trying to help me. Um, 
and was it was it the same in in your experience or people were more like already in the first day pushing you trying to ex- accept ex- um, expecting a lot from you how was that yeah from time to time it was pushing yeah but uh, it, it in general it was a friendly relationship uh, of course there is a, there was a, always the issue of the uh, late working hours and overtime working uh, that being said about the relationship with the boss but um, when you're when you're young you you don't uh, realize actually that uh, that's something you have to do and it's uh, against your will but you wanted to do that because you have you wanted to improve yourself uh, otherwise uh, the, the colleagues were very friend, friendly here in Bulgaria it, it's not um, so multinationally uh, offices uh, and uh, it's not so common to have multinationalities in, in the offices. Uh, that's why as uh, more more of the people are, are Bulgarians, it's uh, easier to be friendlier with uh, the new colleagues. Also, we have a lot of friends from the previous companies we have worked. So it was a good time together. A lot of uh, uh, what it's called, uh, yeah. A good, good company when you you when you uh, have uh, spent a couple of uh, you know a lot of nights together working hard. Uh, you, there is this bond between people. I I know that also from my, for example, university or from my past offices. Uh, I still have a lot of uh, friends because uh, there is this camaraderie. And um, I'm curious, I always ask my guests because it's um, about being creative, but it's also about making some money out of it. Um, how much did you manage to earn from your first jobs when you were starting and how much can you earn? Uh, like if you go to work in a big office for visualizations in Bulgaria. Uh, you mean, uh, uh, did, we, did we earn... Uh, uh, um, from the first company we, we worked and uh, now we're, uh, uh, yeah like uh, in general what are the standards uh, if you're like employed in an office I guess back then was less than now I hope <laughs> yeah yeah for sure uh, otherwise it, w- it wouldn't be necessary to do it uh, uh, other than uh, other than the money uh, when you have um, your own company and you have uh, much more responsibilities and uh, uh, and furthermore when you have people working with you uh, that's complicating things uh, furthermore and uh, uh, from from a point on the money are not uh, so much of an issue when when you uh, Turn the wheel, if I, if I may say, with if your company have have been working a uh, couple of years now, and um, you have uh, more and more clients, and uh, money aren't uh, uh, aren't the issue anymore, but uh, you try to to accommodate your uh, uh, colleagues and people that work in the office uh, in the most. Uh, 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 
good way and uh, to produce better images for the people. Uh, money comes with that. Yeah, sure, but I'm I'm was thinking in general, like not because of course I'm not asking about how much your company makes, but um, if you go, you mentioned Red Vertex, uh, which maybe in the future some of their some of uh, of their team will also participate on the podcast. I don't know yet, but if uh, let's say I come to Bul- back to Bulgaria and I apply and get a job in a company of the rank of this red vertex or something similar uh how much do you know how much is the, the the wage in the industry in general compared to the other countries maybe yeah in general <laughs> how much is it in bulgarian standards is it uh, enough to live a good life in bulgaria or uh, i think it's enough yeah i think uh, in some cases it's better than enough uh, but you have to be in the business uh, for quite some time to, to earn uh, this much. Uh, it's not the same as uh, the the, uh, uh, the programming and IT companies. Uh, but then again, nothing is compared to, to the wages they have. Uh, even more in Bulgaria, when uh, when we are talking in Bulgaria, uh, if if you have doubts uh, if Bulgaria is a visualization hub, uh, so IT hub is uh, something something different. But um, though, yeah, though, uh, I think uh, in, in this kind of business uh, you can earn enough money to to live a normal life. Uh, we are way way far from uh, being able to be rich, of course. Because I have had a few podcasts ago, um, a girl that um, I think was the number 11 or 12. Um, she, she's Italian. She's called Valentina Barufo and she worked in uh, the, I think, Hungary or Czech Republic. Uh, I don't remember. I think she worked at Brick Visuals and then she worked uh, and now she's working at Pixel Flakes in London. And she said that when she started working at uh, Brick, she would earn uh, like uh, I don't know something around uh, thousand euros maybe. And she said that was very nice to to have in in uh, Hungary. And she was able to to have a great life, but only in Hungary. And when she moved to uh, Pixel Flakes, was a game changer for her because. Uh, you know the the currency is way better, so you can um, you you have like so to say economical power all around uh, Europe. So that that's what she said, and I was curious because I wanted to know how it is if there is anyone from abroad that uh, would consider ever to to move to Bulgaria. Because as I told you, I know people that are from Italy and they're um, moving to Romania and Bulgaria to. To, to work and that was very curious to me um, it, sorry to interrupt you but um, to continue what you were saying uh, I, I completely agree with you uh, if we consider it that way uh, people from abroad uh, from the bigger part of the Europe uh, probably uh, won't be considering uh, 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 coming here to work because um, the, the the level of uh, uh, life standard here compared to the west of uh, the Europe 
uh, is, uh, is, is, is really low and uh, th that comes with the wages also. And um, how long uh, did it uh, took you to um, consider starting your own company? And um, yeah, how did you how did you decided uh, to do the company together? How how everything uh, started? Mm, no particular uh, point that I can recall. Uh, probably uh, when we were uh, at the university, we were looking for a job. And when uh, we started working uh, in this uh, visualization business, uh, things, things uh, went forward uh, and like on the principle of the ice ball, uh, snowball, sorry, uh, like uh, uh when you when you improve yourself and uh, get better and better and you start liking the results and uh, this way uh in after couple of couple of years uh you finally uh decide that um, you have enough uh experience to to have your own clients and to uh, satisfy their needs uh, by yourself and not by uh, just by doing a part of it, but the whole uh, the whole process, the whole process, so yeah. to say. Um, and uh, but, but so you both uh, in <laughs> in our beginning <laughs> because you were working full full time, right? And then you started the office on the side. Was it like this? Yeah, I uh, I, I don't um, I don't know a person that uh, has his own business and doesn't uh, do this uh, for some time. Uh, I mean, working uh, after work and before work, uh, respectively. <laughs> how how long did you do this? Hard to say, actually. Probably a couple of years, two three. But but on this you were like waking up earlier, working before work, and then going to work, and then after work also working. Yeah, steady twelve hours of work. Uh, and uh, the, the the funny thing is that we we wanted to to, to reach uh, the weekend so that we can work in peace, and we have more time to work for for ourselves and. Uh, to, to to get jobs done. Um, I'm also curious when you when you have a side project which you're working on, uh, didn't you get a little bit uh, demotivated to work like your actual job? Uh, many times, a lot, but uh, then again, it, it, it uh, depends on the job you had. Uh, for me, it was a little demotivating because at the job where I was, uh, the tempo of the work was uh, a bit slower, and uh, I found uh, I, I uh, found myself found myself from time to time to uh, idle at the at the computer, knowing that uh, when it comes five uh, five o'clock, I have to go home and start working at. Uh, 
bigger at a, at a bigger tempo. Uh, so that was a little bit uh, demotivating. Mm, I think uh, with Vlado was the other case uh, uh, because he was working at the company where uh, the tempo was exactly the same, and I think uh, the job flow, um, the workflow there was uh, constant. Yeah, it was uh, 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, another thing I was, uh, I mean, I don't know about you, Kiro, but I know about what you have also now. I know you before you were married, but now you're also married, have kids. And uh, uh, how do you balance everything? Because uh, you know, if you're working constantly, how do you find time? You know, when you have a, a girlfriend or a wife, kids, you needed to spend a little bit of time uh, together. Do you is is it difficult to balance everything or how does that work? Uh, it's really hard actually because uh, uh, but uh, now I I don't need to work twenty four hours <laughs> a day uh, and uh, so it's hard but uh, you can actually. Uh, I think what Vodou uh, uh, needs to say is that um, when you have a family, we, uh, you, you find it easier to find time to... Uh, uh, you find it easier to find time for them. Uh, you have to find time for the family, no? Yeah, you have to. You're forced yeah. to. You, you, do, you cannot say no anymore. You have no other choices. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're dead. <laughs> or divorce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ha, uh, uh, luckily, you got uh, you managed to get married, <laughs> although although you were working twenty four hours back then. Um, and um, but also now it's uh, I guess it's a little nicer because you have all the flexibility because you decide uh, if you need to work twelve hours. Maybe it's not the same as when you're working on a regular job where you need to actually be at a certain time in the office and then or is it is it is it better or is it still not so flexible? Yeah, it's flexible. I'm at six o'clock and start working <laughs> <laughs> even in five o'clock. But then you times. go home uh, but uh, uh, I can then go home at five o'clock. His, his excuse is that he has to take his son from the kindergarten and yeah. uh, go early. But um, so you, you is is there some days where you're like, uh, oh my god, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot wake up. It's too early, or it's never happened so far. Maybe if uh, the rakia. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you still have rakia in the body, yes. then you don't get up. <laughs> but that's that's uh, that's funny because um, yeah, it must be it must be exhausting. And um, now, guys, your full full time setup with a official office and everything—it's uh, very very cool. I've been also to the office in in Sofia. It's nice. Um, so, who are uh, your uh, clients, do you work mostly for uh, Bulgarian clients or for international clients? Who and who are your clients? Architects or what kind of clients you have? Well, uh, 
it, it's always better uh, to uh, for architects to be our clients because we are architects ourselves and we have a common tongue when we are speaking about uh, about buildings and uh, visualizations. But um, uh, in in reality, architects are the least of our clients. Uh, most of our clients are from uh, uh, probably it's even actually uh, Bulgarian clients and uh, from abroad. Uh, and uh, most of the abroad clients uh, are um, real estate uh, agencies that need uh, the visualization for uh, commercial purposes. Uh, and um, most of the architects from Bulgaria need uh, this f uh, for uh, their projects just to imagine and have a look at what have, uh, they have done. Not so much to impress uh, the buyers or the investors, but uh, to have a, a general idea of the process uh, that are de they are going through, because uh, some uh, most of them uh, don't have the 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 computer experience to have uh, to, to to do it uh, de uh, de uh, on on their own and. Uh, don't have time to make it uh, by hand, like through the model in reality. Like and uh, yeah, well, I've I've been I've been on the side of your clients too. So um, you yeah. you have always <laughs> delivered on time, although sometimes the the, the material you receive is not complete or it's uh, not even a three D model; it's just a sketch. Uh, so I, I I know a little I uh, I know a little bit about it and um, but which countries uh, a part of Bulgaria and I mean Germany because I know about Germany which are the other countries you you work with? Well, no, not so many. Uh, the, the those that I can recall now are uh, Hungary, uh, United States, England. England. Uh, and uh, th there might be some uh, casual uh, clients from here and there, but I uh, can't recall them now. And how was it during uh, COVID-19 when it all started? Did you have some, uh, you know, drop about the, the requests for visualization or so far, it hasn't been any effect on your business. In the first two months of the uh, COVID uh, crisis, when uh, uh, everyone were a bit scared and in a panic of some kind, uh, there was a real uh, sensible drop. But uh, afterwards, uh, it, it all went uh, away and uh, and uh, we're working as it was before. Nothing in particular, I think. Uh, in the architectural uh, projects uh, and infrastructural, there is kind of a step, a step back. And that, that's connected with us because we work with uh, those projects. But uh, all in all, we don't have uh, such drawbacks. Well, I'm, I'm in in the 
in the same business, just in a different, uh, so to say, part of the chain. And I think that um, if there will be a significant drop, it will be um, maybe in a couple of years because, you know, a lot of projects have uh, started and um, they need to be completed and that takes uh, a little while. So I don't think it's going to be... Uh, it's it's not going to be... Maybe if there is some issue, will be... Uh, after co the whole COVID situation is is over, and are you guys still just the two of two of you, or do you have also some other uh, employees? We have two uh, two employees working at the office now. Uh, the, the the third one is uh, Wado's wife, but she's in maternity leave for I don't know how many years <laughs> now. And uh, we we work with uh, uh, with other people from time to time when we have uh, we have not capacity to uh, to complete uh, some jobs that uh, happen to be at one at one time. But uh, oh, in all, four people at the office right now. Oh, so it it got a little bigger since the last time I was there because. The last time you had, uh, I think, three people all, all together, not four. And um, I was uh, wondering, um, how is it to run uh, a business uh, together? Um, do you divide uh, the projects? Do you divide the tasks? Uh, is there any time you have uh, frictions or how, the, how do you manage? Because... Um, for example, in general, when I was working in other offices, the bosses were an uneven uh, number, so that they it's easier to decide when there is some decision to make. How how is your experience so far? We are also an uneven number because I'm uh, close to a hundred kilograms and Vlado is close to eighty, <laughs> so that's that makes uneven. <laughs> When it comes to uh, 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 not uh, agreeing with uh, some point, but um, jokes uh, aside, we always uh, we always find a way to agree with, it, with each other, even if if it take, if it takes to uh, some uh, some fast quarrels, for example, a couple of minutes with. Uh, uh, shouting at each other, but not a bigger deal. I'm actually uh, by ourselves how we we've coped for uh, three three years uh, in our office to to do that. And uh, but do you split also because when you are having when you have your own business, it, it's of course it's about visualization, but you have also other. Uh, issues you need to deal with, other problems like, I don't know, um, all the tax returns, stuff like um, all the all these parts. Do you split this uh, task in a different way if somebody is better at something or all, all the paperwork you need to do it some, sometimes? Uh, how do you deal with that and how do you manage? Because that is also sometimes uh, time-consuming. 
No, that's that, that's all only. Uh, we we agreed on uh, one person to do that uh, those kind of things because because you have to keep track on this and uh, if both of us doing uh, these kind of jobs, uh, it would be uh, uh, kind of frustrating for uh, uh, in, in in some ways. But uh, the the job of uh, delivering uh, 3D visualization is. Uh, split evenly when we can. And do you have, uh, have you created some uh, specific uh, workflow in the office so that you have sort of a, yeah, specific uh, method or workflow set so that whenever someone new is joining the office, uh, they can easily get on track and understand your way of working? Or it's more freestyle, and uh, everybody manage their own way. No, 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 uh, no, uh, no place for freestyling here. It's all uh, under uh, under control with uh, uh, our style that we've uh, come up with uh, during the years, and we and it's working for us. So uh, anyone who wants to join us uh, have to deal with. Uh, with learning this method, but uh, it's not something uh, wow and, and complicated. So I think uh, every company which uh, w- w- which can say for for itself that uh, has a quality of working and uh, quality process has uh, kind of the same process. I see. And what are your? Uh, do you have some uh, favorite tasks? Uh, some favorite projects you get, uh, uh, ideal clients, or uh, and what are maybe the 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 worst that you say? Okay, this is a real pain in the ass when when I need to work with with this kind of projects. With every client, we have uh, some kind of projects, <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, we have to. Uh, we don't have to take, uh, you know, uh, this client is my favorite. Every client uh, should be uh, treated uh, the same way. Uh, uh, and uh, of course, there are some projects that uh, don't. Uh, all, all projects uh, that have. Uh um, um, uh, much money involved involved in them uh, are interesting project. I mean, much money involved in uh, the pro- the project itself and the building that is built, not uh, uh, the commission we take. Uh, so, the uh, worth mentioning is uh, MOW uh, from Frankfurt. That uh, the company that uh, you work with with us. Uh, it was uh, really a pleasure to work with with them because those were uh, you were the clients that um, that were architects and uh, the source of the ideas that we have to produce as a visualization. That that that's the real um, uh, pleasure of the of the work because it, there there are not many people involved in the process that are. One after uh, after another, but directly from the design uh, heads uh, to our hands and to the canvas uh, for the visualization. 
Yeah, and um, from the experience I had there, and from because I, you know, I could see also the reaction to your work in the office. Um, um, you add real value because, for example, uh, you do also this uh, very cool 360 degree images uh, and uh, some animations, uh, not only still images. So uh, we could see our project already finished before it was even completely planned so uh, we also enjoyed that part of the of the uh, work uh, but i'm um, also wondering because i have had uh, on my uh, podcast a uh, few podcasts ago uh, fabio palvelli he's um, he has worked for uh, a lot of companies in the visualization field field and he's a uh, also organizing uh, the D2 conference, which is uh, one of the biggest conferences about uh, 3D visualization. Do you have a method, for example, I don't know, let's say when you have a commission to take part of the part of the commission directly in the beginning and then some in the end? Or how do you manage that? Because I've heard of a lot of, you know, um, companies that have had some commissions, then did the job and didn't get paid. Did you have ever had these problems? Luckily for us, uh, we have uh, just a little bit problems in the, uh, uh, from that sort. But uh, we don't typically we don't have uh, that practice to have the advance uh, part of the money beforehand. Uh, we usually want uh, the client to be happy, and then uh, the the quote that we agreed on beforehand uh, is paid afterwards after the delivery. Uh, and luckily, I can repeat that uh, we, we don't have a bad experience with that uh, for now. I hope I hope uh, not always. And um, how is it also now to because you've started as uh, employees? Uh, and uh, you had a boss. How is uh, how is it? Is it changed a little bit for you when you're now in the leading position, uh, or you you treat uh, very you know equally your uh, employees? And I don't know if they're like uh, also very young and uh, if they need to be educated as you were in the beginning. You mean that uh, you, you mean if we treat our employees that, uh, the same way as our bosses treat us? <laughs> yeah, because you know sometimes when you you when you in the architectural field, I have had some very you know um, not I I don't know I know that you don't treat your employees badly because you're cool guys and uh, I know you personally, uh, but if you have the pay, I meant more like. Uh, if you are very understandable, being patient, maybe I don't know what kind of experience uh, the people working with you have. Mm, uh, like um, I mean, like uh, how time it takes you to educate your employees, and um, yeah, how it's that process works. It, it depends on the on, on the person. Uh, it is the same as we went uh, through that process. Uh, we try to learn uh, from our mistakes and, the, from, and from mis the mistakes of our uh, bosses uh, before that. Uh, so we, we, it's not that far back 
to remember what we didn't like in our bosses so that we can not uh, do that to the per to the people we work with. Uh, and we try to be understanding and be patient if someone uh, warms up a little bit uh, harder. But, uh, you know, it's always uh, depending on the personality of a, of a person and his uh, ambitions. And uh, you mentioned you have worked also uh, as an architect and do you also offer in some architectural services inside the, uh, I guess, inside Bulgaria as your license there, I guess? Yes, thank you for that question. I, I forgot to mention that because uh, uh, we mentioned that we are both architects, but uh, we also have a license for uh, architecture, for practicing architecture and architectural design here. Uh, we have a couple of projects designing buildings, uh, uh, not not only visual as uh, visualizing them. So this kind of make the our work a little bit harder uh, in in this way that uh, you have to have your mind in, in a completely different uh, states from time to time and keep track of all uh, of all, all things at once. Um, but but yeah, we if we have the opportunity to to design uh, on our own, we we take it. No matter that it's not so uh, well paid here in Bulgaria, but that's another question. And what does it what does it take to get a license in in Bulgaria? Um, after graduating from uh, the university, you have to you have to have uh, two years of practice uh, in a company that has been accredited and had the license itself. Because um, as far as I had um, also another guest on the podcast who uh, has won the competition for the library of Varna and he's uh, kind of half Greek, half Albanian and he told me back then that you could, um, you could get a license in Bulgaria also if you have uh, worked abroad. Uh, do you do you know some? Is that like true or it's also <laughs> with donations? <laughs> mm, <laughs> no, uh, no, no. Uh, uh, the part with the donations uh, is uh, always an option, but uh, can't discuss this because I'm not in that part of uh, the business. Uh, but uh, I've heard. Uh, uh, some things in in this uh, like this one, but uh, I can't can't say for sure. I, I think uh, people from G graduated from Germany have the, uh, the license uh, to to operate here, but 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 I'm not sure Th that uh, that goes to the other way around. So I think uh, if if Bulgaria uh, Bulgarian uh, architects go to Germany, uh, maybe Germany not, but uh, other other countries from the European Union, uh, you can practice there uh, after a couple of um, um, uh, how 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 could I call them um, tests. Um, I don't know, but I think that um, depends if the, the architects' union here has an agreement with with the Bulgarian one. And if they do, um, you just need to do some little paperwork and then you will be allowed to practice in Germany too because it's uh, European Union. Uh, 
Yeah, so it's very uh, pra uh, uh, practical because you don't have uh, the knowledge of German laws, and uh, this will make you, your work uh, very hard. Uh, you 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 will always need a colleague from uh, graduated from there who who is uh, who, who knows the legislation and uh, the the law there well, to help. Well, that that's for sure. But so far, have have you done some uh, some architectural projects too, or very very little? A couple of one, yeah, uh, maybe three, three or four uh, projects uh, here in Bulgaria. Not, not, not nothing abroad. What, what kind of projects was that? One was um, reconstruction and uh, rehabilitation of a hotel uh, at in Sunny Beach. Uh, uh, other one, uh, and another one was uh, pretty big uh, um, logistic building uh, in Burgas with a couple of um, shops, shop shop fronts, uh, and a parking space. I and um, and when you were starting, who were your first? Uh, Actually, I forgot to ask you that because it was curious. You said it was like a snowball effect, but uh, where did you get your first uh, clients? No, I can't remember that. If you can remember something <laughs> about this, but uh, there are so many projects uh, went through our hands that uh, I can literally don't can't remember uh, the first project. You mean for the three D visualization or uh, architecture? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, starting as a new business, it's, uh, you know, um, I, well, I don't know, but I, I guess it's a little hard because uh, you're a new company and I don't know if the people have, a, uh, you know, do you need to build a trust with your clients and when you have to take your first assignments, it's a little hard. So um, how did it start? Was it? Were your first clients from Bulgaria? Were they from abroad? How did you start? Yeah, definitely from from Bulgaria, and I think uh, it, it it was needed a great deal of uh, trust from uh, from the client to give you the chance to prove yourself because you don't have uh, from the beginning you don't have a portfolio that you can show and uh, uh, don't have some actual work that they can judge you uh, from. Uh, but uh, I, I don't really remember the, uh, our f f first client, uh, even if we are talking about uh, as a company. Uh, I can say our first biggest, uh, bigger client, uh, which was you guys uh, in Frankfurt. Uh, we were very happy to, to have you as, uh, as, as clients then uh, and, and now also. Uh, but you probably yeah. some uh, some small houses uh, in interior spaces. But you have uh, a pretty big portfolio also with other uh, other um, uh, projects which are very cool. Um, I mean on on your on your uh, website. Um, and did you help? Because a lot of you know visualization companies also the the most established one. 
for example, I've had on the podcast uh, um, Eric De, De Broche, who's like from from Luxigon. Uh, do you guys uh, have uh, established your uh, own Im- images style? Do you have a, pr- a favorite kind of images you do to to have your own style, or um, you're flexible depending on on the clients? Yeah, maybe we are flexible because uh, uh, every project and every client has their needs uh, and we are trying to <laughs> to put a style in the images but uh, at the end it depends on the client. And do you think the, the images you have to do for example for uh, Germany uh, have a very very different style than the images you have to do I don't know for the UK or for Bulgaria is that also based a little bit on the on the nationality definitely of course uh, yeah, it, uh, we, we've done some images uh, and uh, we've seen many images from uh, different uh, parts of uh, Europe for example that uh, when you see them, you uh, instantly know for which part of Europe they are made for. Uh, and um, oh, and all that's our job to uh, to satisfy the clients uh, whenever, wherever they are, uh, from which country they are. So uh, a style is uh, we, we can apply our style uh, with clients that don't need. Um, something specific, but just need something beautiful, that, that, that's a great job to have because you have, uh, you have the opportunity to show what you really like and uh, uh, then have the, the chance, the client to like it also. And I mean, uh, not having a style is also, uh, style. in my personal opinion, not, I mean, not having a certain style, not, I mean, um, you have uh, for sure very high quality images because I, uh, when I scroll through your uh, website or through your Instagram feed, uh, all the images, uh, and I have you know worked with you, so I know the quality of the images is very high. But uh, that makes it uh, easier for for uh, for the client because uh, it uh, gets what it wants and also proves that you have the know-how to do any kind of image that um, it's, um, yeah, that everybody, yeah, that's, that's anyone requires. Part of, uh, one, part, one part of it, but the other part is some clients don't know what exactly they want. So it's our job also to show them a couple of options or maybe to direct them in the, in the right direction so that uh, they, they reach the conclusion that, uh, that that's why, that's what I wanted to see. And uh, that's, uh, in my to bring bring in front of uh, from uh, my building and my design, so uh, that I think that that's one of the things that come with uh, um, with experience. You 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 have to have uh, a certain number of clients to have the psychological um, differentiation of. Uh, how people react to things that you show them. 
And I was also thinking about, because you do a lot of different images, uh, still images, videos, uh, like 360 degree, uh, do you also need to spend some time into, you know, uh, res I don't know if it's called, yeah, research and development to uh, keep your process up to date? Uh, are there any new requirements, I don't know, virtual reality is coming more and more. Uh, so is it your a way of working uh, pretty established since the beginning and uh, or you still need to, you know, sort of up, update once in a while some new work methodology or something like that? Uh, do we need, uh, we, we don't have, uh, we, we don't have uh, the the chance to n not to do that. I mean, uh, if we stop uh, improving and uh, trying some uh, some new things and keep up with the technology and the new things that come uh, that come out, uh, we are not uh, as um, uh, as good as the uh, as our uh, um, competitors. Yeah. So we try to, to to make some time for this. Uh, from time to time, it's it's harder to make that uh, to, to do that. But when you have uh, many projects on your head, but uh, yeah, we do that. And where do you educate yourself and inform yourself about the new things coming up? Because I guess when you started, it was uh, you know. It was kind of coming from above because you were working in these offices and you were uh, learning their way to proceed. And uh, now that you're on your own, where do you find what is new and what will be the next thing? Uh, mostly from the media and the internet, the people who are proactive like uh, yourself that uh, constantly... Uh, showing uh, other people some uh, new new things uh, and interesting thing that if you are in that uh, field uh, you're interested in uh, listening and uh, looking at uh, and uh, we are from time to time uh, we we are uh, attending some uh, meetings that are organized by different uh, uh, manufacturers of uh, for example 3d uh, 3d glasses or uh, uh, some other software to use and uh, that's from but mainly from internet educating ourselves with the news we have for us for example yeah that's uh, that's interesting and uh, but do you have a lot of this event also in Bulgaria or you were used to travel before also around Europe to to check these events didn't have the chance to travel around the world and Europe uh, in particular because uh, because of uh, the uh, the quantity of work we have uh, during the start of our company and uh, not much of a time to do that. But here in Bulgaria, yes, uh, because in the in Bulgaria is one one step uh, by your side, so you can go there fast and easy. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that also some companies as, uh, as well as Red Vertex are now um, opening um, academies uh, where people can uh, go and follow a course 
um do you think it might be also some part some part of your business in the future to offer some um education for people because of your uh, know-how you have gathered now and that's very uh, valuable around the the world uh, uh, in these times it's getting harder and harder to uh, reach uh, to people that have uh, substantial experience to work with uh, and um, uh, as we uh, as we were talking with uh, our friends that have uh, companies on their own uh, with, in this field also uh, they all uh, have the same issue with uh, finding people to work uh, in the field because uh, if you're uh, already experienced um, 3D artist, you uh, most probably go on your way and make your own firm. And uh, you have to, to teach uh, more or less people uh, that, that come to your uh, office. So um, an academy in this way is, uh, uh, is, a, is a good option if you, if you can afford it. Uh, Redertix is a big firm, firm and uh, can afford it because um, it takes um, a, a lot of people and money to organize such a thing. Uh, otherwise, we have an academy one-on-one here at <laughs> <laughs> You just need to go to work for you. But no, but because I'm, I've informed myself about some other academies uh, I mean in Red Vertex was very in the beginning when the last time I checked there it was on Instagram uh, I know for example in Italy there is the State of Art Academy if you have ever heard about it and they take uh, some ridiculous amount of money like uh, 5,000 euros for a master class which is one month um, where people where people go and there and uh, learn. They, they learn something uh, that, that, that is useful for them for, the, for this kind of money and uh, time. Um, I, I, I cannot evaluate it on my own because, um, because I haven't taken part in the class. But, um, for example, I had on the podcast uh, two people that... Uh, attended the class and after that they found uh, jobs in in the um, in the industry and they claimed that 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 class was very useful for them to start so of course you don't learn all the tricks of the job because uh, it's a little bit like you know driving license you have the driving license in the beginning but you don't know really how to drive so I guess it's uh, I don't I don't know I cannot say but I was thinking if for you could be something interesting as a business model because it's also you know it's not cheap to <laughs> to to attend these classes. Yeah, and and it's all and it's also not cheap to. Uh, firstly, it's not cheap to organize such an event to. Uh, to, to make an academy to teach some people something, even they pay uh, they pay you for that. But uh, also, it's not uh, cheap to uh, pay for people that work for you and uh, don't have the the capacity to to improve themselves and to go forward. So 
it's kind of it's kind of hard in this uh, in in this uh, uh, way if we if we think about this way. I see, um, but um, I think that um, yeah, it's as I said, it's not. Uh, I was curious because Bulgaria and Sofia offers uh, great possibilities for that because, for example, um, the if you need to go in Bulgaria for a month even to follow a class, even if you need to pay for, for that class, your accommodation and your life uh, in Bulgaria, it's way cheaper than, than in other parts of the world. So this is why I was um, curious about what is, what is your opinion about this as someone that's uh, in the industry. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we are now one and a half hours, guys. It's uh, Thursday. I don't want to keep you away from your free time to <laughs> to go meet your girlfriends or wives or whatever, not get you killed. Finish the whiskey or Kia. <laughs> um, Straight to bed. <laughs> it, was, it was very nice finally to manage to do a podcast with you. Um, unfortunately, I, I cannot, uh, as you know, it's very hard to travel currently, but, um, it next time, um, we can, uh, do when, and whenever I come back, we can do a podcast, face to face, which would be nice or just meet for, uh, uh, some good alcohol together. <laughs> we'll be very happy for you to attend our office and to show, uh, you one of our finest here in the cupboard. <laughs> and um, I want to give you the opportunity to tell the listeners uh, where can they find out more uh, about your your office on the internet. Uh, so, uh, what should I say? Uh, our uh, should I quote our site or? Yeah, you can quote whatever channels you have: Instagram, Facebook, websites. Um, and if uh, if you, if you type uh, Vicway, uh, as I hear it uh, in uh, in Google, uh, so we have a website vicway.com or Vicway uh, uh, Studio in Instagram. That's where you can follow us. Yes. Yeah, so so I'm gonna add all the links to the description, so all the people who are listening can just. Um, click and go check their um, your websites and of course um, I hope that some of the people are also gonna um, require some work uh, from you well hopefully and uh, I, I must say I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk with you and to reach some uh, more people uh, uh, through your uh, podcast and it was um, uh, uh, very pleasant to have a talk uh, with you and really, really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Georgi. Thank you, both of you guys, and uh, yeah, bye bye, and we'll see each other in Sofia hopefully soon. Yeah, bye bye.